All right, we are all fired up for the show with the trade, free agency, a uh, little behind the scenes rebuild for you guys. Uh, that's lovely partner, Brittany, just absolutely irate about something that happened on the F1 uh, Netflix show. Uh, what is it? Is it Race to Survive? Is that what it's called? I think that's what it's called. Yeah. We just drive started it. Oh, Drive to Survive. We drive just started. We're like on episode three, and there's this mishap. It's a. It's not even like from the current season that they're following. You know, it's kind of like a hard knocks uh, type of thing where they follow in real time. But it's actually a flashback to this guy, this driver who almost won Monaco, and he pulls into the pit stop. He's told to pull in by his team. When he gets there, they don't have the tires ready, and they literally cost him the win because they take ten seconds to like find the tires and get them on this guy's car. And, and Brittany is just very heated about it. Outraged. <laughs> Yeah, if you heard Brittany, I would have thought she's been tracking this team and this driver for her entire life, and it sounds like it's three episodes. I mean, how quick do they get the hooks in you on this show? It's, it's good. It's quick. Yeah, she's the tires. The tire boys? Change the tires. What do you mean? She's a nurse. She's like, what if she let at one point was like, what if what if we walked into the, the surgery and the, and the surgeon just goes, the heart. I forgot the heart. <laughs> Yes, very analogous. Yeah, I, um, do, I do think this show might be the greatest cinematic achievement of all time. Like dramatic. When did you? When did you start? It's watching? very good. I I have never seen it, but when it came to Omni Fantasy, I cannot tell yeah. you how many people were freaking out about how F one would fit, and I was like, "This is the most predictable sport ever." I always look at past results. Same dudes won it every year for like twenty years, like <laughs> at least like ten years. It's, it was like the exact same standings the last like two or three years in a row, and people were like, "No, it's going to be different this year. The cars are different for all these reasons. All this stuff." Somehow they took this not even very dramatic sport that only has like five people that could actually win. Like that's the unwritten rule, which I've learned after talking to some of these people. But they've made it seem dramatic to the point where people are like really invested in every team. I. I don't even understand how they pulled this off, but well, I think it's one of those sports where, like, and I, the the Premier League has a little bit of this, where it's like you end up kind of com competing. You're not like necessarily competing for first, but you're like, we got to beat this team. Like, we got to beat, yeah, we got to beat this other team. Yeah, our, this is our rival club or whatever. You got to beat them, and it's like, yeah, we finished seventh, but we finished ahead of those assholes. So it's it's a good year. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, F1 fever is taking over everyone. It dominated the timelines this weekend. Brian and I even got sucked into talking about it on Lulz. Uh, But we do need to introduce our guest, the alpha man himself, fresh off a trip to Nashville, downing very spicy foods. Someone in the chat saying you look svelte. Leone, how are we doing, buddy? I, you know, I didn't do my F1 prep for the show. So I'm feeling a little, <laughs> little behind, a little outside myself no it, but you're you're getting back in the groove you've been doing some uh some dynasty some uh you know nfl draft podcasts over there are you are you feeling refreshed and rejuvenated uh after a long season i am you know i, I took a, like like last off season I, I felt like i was so burnt out but like i didn't really have a break and i just kind of had to, had to grind through it this season. I took like a two week vacation where I really just didn't do any work. So now I'm feeling good. I've got a bunch of projects I'm working on. Um, this off season has been absolutely bonkers, which has been, been kind of crazy. And, um, yeah, I had just had Pat on the established the edge show today, talking to your two receivers, had a Miko on talking the wide receiver prospects. I've got JJ on Friday talking running back prospects. So 
uh, deep in the dynasty weeds and getting all our best ball rankings up. I haven't really done too many drafts myself, but like just trying to tweak the best ball rankings, I feel like it's been like way harder this year than at this point last year. And I don't know if it's that people are more interested. So I'm like more worried about them being really good or if it's just like the craziness with the news. I feel like I've had to rush to my computer like six, seven times this off season. I feel like it didn't happen at all last off season. I was just thinking before coming on, like the the Hill thing, obviously we got to talk about, but like everyone keeps saying this is a crazy soft season. It's a crazy soft season. But like the thing that was just crystallizing in my head is we just saw the end of like dynasties. Like the Mahomes Hill era was an era and that ended. The Rogers Adams era in Green Bay was an era. Russell Wilson has been the Seahawks quarterback for 10 years, and he is no longer their quarterback. Tom Brady obviously left New England a couple off seasons ago. That was the massive end of an era, uh, the biggest one probably in NFL history. But, like, he retired and unretired. And it's like yeah, we thought that, that Tom Brady, no matter where he's yeah. playing, is an era. We you thought have, that was over. Now it's not. You even have Deshaun Watson, who, like, you know, is, like, sort of the afterthought at this point. But that's a really good Cleveland team. And now that's – they have Deshaun Watson at quarterback, and that's going to be a whole new thing. It's a whole new segment of the NFL going forward. Plus, might get the, the fuller, the you fuller have, Watson era might reemerge. That might. You have uh, the Bengals addressing offensive line. The betting markets did not – they treated them, like, basically a fraud conference champion – uh, right after the Super Bowl, they were not looking like a favorite to win Super Bowl next year. I think the way they address the offensive line and everything, like they're going to be good. The Chargers have have done things right. The Bills have come up. We have like a whole new NFL coming it's down nuts. the line from the last five or ten years. I mean, it's, even, it's even like the Colts getting Ryan's like low key, like like they're going to be yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Like they're not as talented as these other teams. But uh, Taylor, our CEO at ETR, was talking about this, but. It also feels like this could be the start of like not. I don't think each offseason will be this crazy, but I think teams have always been like that. You know, we're just going to play the cards we're dealt like a little bit too much in the past, and now I think they're being a little bit more like proactive, a little bit more plus EV. Teams are willing to go all in. Other teams like the Chiefs are like not just going to sink with with really bad contracts. Like they're going to trade Tyree Kill instead of extending him. So I do think like teams are going to operate a little bit more aggressively in the trade markets moving forward. I was, it I was also funny. Go ahead, oh, go ahead, Pat. I was just going to say it was funny that the kind of universally panned move was, you know, the Christian Kirk and the Jack stuff at the top. Mm-hmm. And then it feels like most of the subsequent moves, everyone's like, that makes sense. Oh, that seems like a win for both sides. Like, <laughs> like everything. I guess the the Adams Rogers stuff was a little weird with just Rogers re-upping without Adams. But for the most part, everything has felt very kind of win-winny, or at least you could logically tell yourself why that stuff was happening. Yeah, the the Packers one's like a bad trade for the Packers in terms of like where they are right now, but like it's a good like they won the trade, like, you know, objectively to to not like you're trading picks for the right to make the guy, well, I guess not anymore, but the highest paid wide receiver in the league at the time for like a week. Uh, I had a half-baked thought. Like we've, we've grown up in this era of NFL parody. It's just been like kind of this endless NFL parody, which has been really fun. And But I was kind of thinking like, you know, the the like analytical, like kind of analytical football slowly pushing its way, changing the sport a little bit year year by year, basically, you know, leaning into passing, leaning into how important quarterback play is. And that makes the game, I think, a lot more fun. Like it makes each individual game more fun, in my opinion. But I wonder if it's kind of tilting the balance of the sport a little bit, where like if you have a Mahomes 
and you actually are using Mahomes correctly, then you're going to have such a bigger advantage on your opponents than like in the past, like even teams who had like advantages weren't necessarily maximizing those advantages. And so that was like helping contribute to the parity where now it's like the teams with the advantages actually know how to maximize them a little bit better. And so that's like potentially creating more of an uneven playing field. And then that uneven playing field combined with some changes in the front offices, I think incentivizes teams to go a little bit more in or all out than in years past where you could basically be like, well, it's like flipping coins once you get to the season. So let's just keep flipping them. I know, I know you're talking real life, but like the fantasy quarterback position is like that, right? Because teams are like the best quarterbacks are on the teams that are going to score the most points. And those teams generally pass more aggressively. And we start getting these more predictable gaps up top. I think we're, we're drafting a super flex underdog team, which I'm pretty pumped about. But when I was working on those rankings, it was like super clear that, Man, you get outside the top 15 or so, there's not a lot of guys that <laughs> have the legs to like to, to to really make a serious move. Like those top 10, 12 guys are pretty solidified. And it's I, the I think biggest it's, gap in uh, between the, uh, the quarterback has never been this segmented, right? Is it- yeah, I don't think so. Um, I, I because in the past, right? I mean, like five, 10 years ago was like Rogers or Russ Wilson would have a crazy efficient year and they'd be way up and then they'd regress to the mean. But now it's like Mahomes is absurdly efficient and he's the number one pass rate over expectation team. You know, like, like these guys who are good are in such good environments, boosting them up. It's not just an absurdly efficient season. Um, it's like so many things in their favor. On the, uh, the trade thing. And I was, I tuned in to, uh, Gretch and Sean when they went live on that reaction and, you know, Sean made a simple point, but it it also made so much sense that like, and Pat was referencing this when he says the Packers won the trade, but like those like dynasty trades where you're in the perpetual reload of like, you almost sell the top of the asset and then backfill. And so all of us, the reasons you buy, Oh, you're getting rid of Devonte Adams. You're getting rid of Tyree kill. But like, I mean, if there's one franchise or two franchises with quarterbacks that could maybe get away with, you know, drafting really good talent with a bunch of dart throws behind it, it's, it's probably an Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes team. I guess the question is, have the chiefs proven that they have a draft like track it, record? Like a draft and, yeah. and people have, have mentioned a lot of sort of copycat stuff that is happening. The Rams are a big one that comes up. I think that element with these receivers has to go back to the Diggs trade and Justin Jefferson, right? Like that was the team that did it where they took the exact first round pick they got from Diggs, the Vikings, and got Justin Jefferson. And everyone has kind of said that's been a win-win in these last couple of years since. That's, I mean, there's a, obviously some shades of that where the Packers and Chiefs are going to try to do that this year, where they're going to try to get an impact rookie that can come in and be good. They're probably not going to get Justin Jefferson, but if they can get somebody who comes in and is good in year one on a way smaller contract, it's going to be exactly what you just said. Well, I think it makes a lot more think- sense for the Chiefs because you're getting, you know, you're going to have to pay. They, they were willing to pay Tyree Kill the money. They basically got to a certain point where they're like, well, we're not paying more than this. They clearly reached an impasse. Then you trade him away. You get five picks, and you know you get the chance over a long career from Patrick Mahomes to try to fill it. Like if you lose a year from Patrick Mahomes this year because you didn't have Tyree Kill, but you gain championship window years, like you know even if they're five years from now, if you gain a couple, that's a huge win. But yeah, you don't. I don't know for the Packers. Yeah, you don't have to pay him for the Packers. It's like really dangerous the other thing with the chiefs is they they were in a pretty tough cap situation kind of as is so now maybe they have enough 
maybe it doesn't hurt them so much because they're able to actually spend a little bit on their depth, which they probably weren't going to be able to do so much. Real, I mean, they they weren't with with uh, Tyree Kill signed to a massive new deal. Yeah, that's something Sean and I talked about where they've obviously been a two horse <laughs> passing game for a really long time. <laughs> Basically, Pro just focus had. I, I mean, I don't know how good their data is, but they had the Chiefs like 96% to win this trade, like like over an extended period of time, which seems like an insane number to me. But um, they're whatever their war model is, like they had it like really slanted in the Chiefs' favor. I mean, I just from a from a football perspective, this idea that they could get to a place where they have three or four actual receiving threats as opposed to just having Hill and Kelsey, because they've run into some trouble at times against teams that are able to take away Hill and then also still take away Kelsey to a degree. I mean, we've seen teams take away Hill and then Kelsey has these big games. Like, it's a lot harder when, when you have that third and fourth weapon. I mean, that's something we talked about with the Bucs and some of these other passing games. The Rams have done a good job of it, as always, of always kind of having a third weapon um, that can contribute. But, yeah, I mean, they're going to be a way different team. I agree with you, Pat. They're going to open this window where they can potentially have yeah. three, four, five guys that are actually good. Hill's also a 28-year-old undersized speed receiver. Like, that could be bad in two years. Like that could be like really bad. Like, you know, like we can't get out of this contract. Like in two years, you could be in a position with Hill where it's like, we can't get out of the contract this year or next year. <laughs> right. I don't know what, you know, what he basically signed a three year deal with the Dolphins, but who knows what the Chiefs had on the table. It's that type of thing where you're like, it's kind of kills our cap. You know, he's dealing with hamstring issues, whatever it is at age 29, 30 that tends to crop up. Uh, it's like, it's a pretty dangerous move to sign a guy like that. The other yeah, really true. interesting thing, and, and this is still – I mean, this was an AFC-AFC trade today, but everyone's made a big deal about how the AFC's added all this talent. But we were talking um, – or I, I was throwing out, like, the Bengals and Chargers as really intriguing teams. Obviously, you know, Watson and Cleveland now is another one. The Chiefs now trading Hill I, – I mean, I don't know how intriguing this makes the Dolphins, but I think it makes them somewhat – I mean, I think this yeah, kind of makes yeah. Tua interesting. The Bills, obviously. I mean, obviously, um, you look at the NFC, it's Rodgers and Brady. You were just talking when you were saying like the, the Packers are kind of getting a little weird with with where they're at. When like how long is Rodgers going to be around and how, like how long is Brady going to be around? He almost retired. Like what? and then the Rams ended up winning the Super Bowl this year. But like the NFC, like who's the next team that's going to be come up in the NFC? Because someone's going to have to like who's going to be the four seed in the NFC this year? Is it like the Cowboys? The, the Niners, Cowboys like, need to Cardinals? figure it out. Yeah, yeah, the, like the Cowboys. Need to, I don't know, yeah. but the Cowboys. I mean, if the Cowboys draft Garrett Wilson or you know a, a, one of the many wide receivers who are very interesting in this draft, uh, and then they shed the Zeke contract after this year, you know they could be looking pretty nice entering next year. I, I don't have a ton of optimism for them this year as like a Super Bowl contender, but like you know, I think quietly they could kind of do a quick rebuild around Dak. <laughs> It's looking at the uh, the odds to win the conference. The seventh best odds in the NFC is the Vikings, and in the AFC, it's the Ravens. Like, yeah, we didn't even see the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, the Ravens it's, are a better team than probably the third. But who's I guess probably fourth best in the NFC? Who's fourth best in the NFC? Uh, Niners. Uh, yeah. Niners and Cowboys are pretty close, and then there's like a drop off to the Cardinals, and then there's a big drop off to the Vikings, and then there's a huge drop off to the like the Eagles and Saints. The Eagles, yeah, like the Saints. Maybe the Eagles are going to be the next interesting team. Like, no, they're not in a bad uh, spot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Eagles fans, but it's not happening. 
Uh, yeah, it is. It's it's wild too. Like with the Packers, if you at most sports books, I was poking around and when we were live on the Swolecast, they're still like top five in Super Bowl futures odds. And I, I keep I wish, I'm like, what did you say? You wish you could short it? Yeah, like yeah. If, if there was a two way market, it would be like that would be so. Yeah, fun. Who's, who, it seems wait, like who's the, the easiest. Sh- the Packers are top five wow. in in futures odds, like to win the Super Bowl. Like, how is that happening? I don't I don't get it. They're decimated because the NFC yeah, is that bad, and then it's one game. Yeah, they're also when the conference have to be right up there with. I mean, how confident they're, are you in the Bucks or any of the other teams? The Rams. I'm not confident the Rams will be as good next year. It's got. No, I think I take the Rams over the Packers right now. That's fair. Say, yeah. That's fair. I yeah. think sometimes these books are slow moving because like there's not a huge incentive for them to be super right in this direction like if people are gonna pay yeah pay the rake and and, and bet the the packers plus four like i'm sure it'll get longer but it's they have like, to be the third they're not gonna get beat on it you can right. put the rams ahead of them but they have to be third right would you put the niners yeah. ahead of them? no i i think they're no. close to the niners but i think i think the packers are probably third but i think the niners are somewhat close yeah i don't know i um, guess the niners just depends on how good their quarterback is we'll see well their quarterback i believe is named jimmy garoppolo we're all very familiar <laughs> with how he plays because <laughs> they can't trade him baker mayfield needs a home baker mayfield does not have a team until he finds a this team is... jimmy garoppolo is not going anywhere and and there might not be any teams that need quarterbacks you, by the time baker finds a team if you told us that sentence a few weeks like a month ago that baker can't find a team that jimmy garoppolo can't find a team that all these other quarterbacks would have shifted teams and and those are the ones that are left out and mariota's a starter again and i mean the only thing that made any uh sense to me this entire offseason was washington completely blowing it by by bringing in carson Wentz. <laughs> that, that made a lot year. of sense washington- and jacksonville spending all their money and not getting anything out of it like they should have taken on zeke's contract i tweeted that like a week ago why did why were they trying to do something creative and t- and trade for Zeke and get a, a pick out of it or something? Washington jumping the gun ahead of the most liquid quarterback market in the entire history of the league and being like, we gotta get a quarterback, we gotta get Carson Wentz right now, or we'll never get one. And it's like, dude, just wait a minute. There's gonna be more quarterbacks available than you. Can they you paid more than the Colts turned around yeah. and paid to get the Colts Matt took Ryan. one of they took one of the thirds that they got from Washington and got gave it for Matt Ryan and they upgraded. You'd rather they, have Matt Ryan. They than money, Wentz. right? Their cap yeah. went down because what's his <laughs> what's his cap is higher. They basically got Matt Ryan plus money. It's like a gift. Uh uh, yeah, JW, I love the entire NFL and cahoots on turning their back on Jimmy G's fake Debo boosted EPA. I mean, if you would have told us or told me last July, as I'm chasing Trey Lance's ADP into the 10th, ninth round, that Jimmy Garoppolo was still going to be looking like the starting quarterback the right now, beat. I would have retired from fantasy football. Tomorrow. Like, I don't want to play this game if this is what happens. Jesus. Is Trey you Lance know- going to be Jordan Love? Behind Jimmy oh, Garoppolo. Oh, God. Don't say that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's got to be so much worse than Jordan Love to become Jordan Love behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. He's so much worse than Rodgers. Oh, I, my God. I don't want to say Jimmy did this on purpose, but it does seem there was reporting uh, on Monday that him getting shoulder surgery at the beginning of March played a direct effect in him not being traded to the Colts because the Colts were like, our new quarterback can't start throwing until July. That doesn't sound ideal. Yeah, they've been so, through that those problems before. Yeah. So, you know, for Jimmy, that's good, right? Like, don't you 
don't you want to stay in San Francisco for your last deal and then get a free agent uh, contract? You know, like he, he hits free agency after the year. So if he is the starter again this year and then hits free agency, like that's potentially a massive win for him. He could get like a Kirk Cousins deal somewhere. Yeah. I mean, his numbers aren't going to be any better anywhere else other than San Francisco. Like his efficiency right. numbers are going to be so good. But yeah, I mean, the whole thing's kind of fucked because Trubisky, Mariota, and Drew Locke like have jobs right now. <laughs> like they shouldn't. So, and yeah, I mean, it's just wild to think that you could get Baker or Jimmy right now. Cause I like, I think Jimmy's like fine ish. I'm still holding out some Baker hope. I don't know. Baker's got a good I have a little Baker right? hope. He was hurt last year. He had that awesome. And remember the wind season. games, Leody? All the wind, the wind games. games. <laughs> My goodness, the wind games. <laughs> He's got to um, go to Seattle, right? Because there's mutual disinterest with Carolina. So what? Jimmy G's got to land in Carolina. I mean, are those the only spots that that? Because like Pittsburgh is probably going to take a rookie. They're getting heavily linked to Malik Willis, and and they got Trubisky. Atlanta it seems like they're going to go with Mariota. Is there anywhere else that would acquire either of Jimmy G or Baker? I, I think mean, San Francisco is basically just going to wait and yeah. hope that. Well, not hope, but if there's a injury to a major quarterback on a contending team and Jimmy's throwing again, I think that's probably how they see getting paid the most right now. Dude, yeah, I mean, is I Carolina really not going to do anything? Like, Baker to Carolina, I mean, that seems like it makes sense. Well, right? There's like a mutual disinterest was the report. Baker doesn't really? want to go to Carolina. and Carolina Baker has seen Matt Rule coach. Mutual disinterest. Mutual disinterest. I've never heard it. Such a good phrase. It was like when Gwyneth Paltrow had her divorce and she called it a conscious uncoupling, which is so so good. Mutual disinterest. Coupling. Yeah. What is it? Amicable? Like divorce? Like why do we have to make up terms? The new age version of it. Um, I did want to ask you guys. Oh, go ahead. I was just say if the Lions want a quarterback, they'll probably draft. Willis, right? Like so. Well, they'd have to draft him number two. It does seem though that because um, what 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 was it? The eighth? Who's picking eighth? Because they now have an interesting quarterback. It seems like the the interesting quarterback keeps creeping up. Willis is going to go. Seattle's nine, and a lot of people think that's a QB. I don't know who's eight. Someone had. I think it was Jeremiah. Like, did not have Willis in the first round or something, which is kind of crazy. But it's early. Um, Atlanta's eight. Detroit's two. Atlanta. That makes sense. I mean, That's Houston's what I was yeah, three. Like, I don't know. But don't do it. Yeah, Where do we want Wills to go? If, like, who, who does he succeed with? There's been a lot of talk that the Steelers really want him. I think he would succeed with the Steelers. I think I that'd think be a nice good fit. fit. Yeah, I uh, hope they trade well, up. USAA is made yeah, the they'd have to trade up. Like but. Sergeant Hayden, who won't return a call. They probably have to trade up ahead of the Texans at 13, right? Like, if he's there at 13, they'll, they'll take him. Yeah, AFC just gets richer if he goes to Pittsburgh. I mean, the, the AFC is just insane. There's just so few teams that are, like, straight bad. Um, I did want to circle back on the, the Dolphins fallout stuff because we had had lots of conversations on here a few weeks back about Jalen Waddell. We were kind of comparing him, I believe, to CeeDee Lamb when we were talking at about some of these wide receivers at the two, three turn, like where, where is Waddle for you guys now? Is this a rising tide lifts all boats or, or was it a volume play? And now we have to dock him. I initially thought it was rising tide lifts all boats. Um, Talking through it 
with like our projections team and talking through it with Pat today on the podcast, I'm kind of at like net even a little bit. It takes off some of the outcomes where he's just like a 30% target share guy. I don't know. I kind of wouldn't be surprised if he out targeted Tyreek Hill though. I don't know. Maybe I'm off there, but just, you know, with Mike McDaniel there already seems like if he plays a similar role he did last year, but in a better scheme, the yak's going to go way up and now you get Tyreek Hill, which should help the offense in terms of scoring and also that yeah because it should create more space for him i don't know it seems like it insulates him pretty pretty well i do think that we're like a little bit overly optimistic when you know the older wide receivers change teams like and then we get a little little bit like overly pessimistic if it doesn't like immediately work out uh julio jones last year like we, we were very excited about julio jones going to the titans his adp was still very high what was he like a fourth fifth round pick and well, there's some people in the community that continue to kind of push up the old ADPs. So, you know, I don't know how much signal there is. <laughs> I don't know is who that could be. <laughs> but, you know, we were like, it's Julio Jones. Like, who cares? It's Julio Jones. And I feel like that's basically going to be the defense for Tyree Kill is like people point out that, you know, they might be fairly run heavy in Miami and it might, he won't have a connection with Tua potentially downfield and et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's not great for Hill. And I think he almost has to be the more expensive. Like he's got to be like a early third round pick at the lowest, which then pushes Waddle down. I think we're going to get a discount on Waddle. So I'm kind of inclined to take the discount as long as it's like, how, how far know, is like this late fourth, fifth? Yeah. That's what I thought. I got asked. What is I it? don't think he, he was going to fall that far. And if he doesn't, I don't, I don't know if I want to take him in the yeah. third now. Like I, I, I can save I with him in the third. I don't know. Him and Tyreek both going in the top three rounds. Yeah, I will say they were their password of expectation was pretty high last year, and I might not have thought through that enough. And that's something again, Pat and I were talking about on the pod, and like I was just live thinking about that. It, like the, the total attempts might be down, which you know Waddle wasn't crazy efficient, so it's, it's just sort of a bet on him, you know, making up for some lost volume with a lot more efficiency, which you know can be can be a little bit dangerous. But I don't want to take him ahead of where T Higgins was going last year. You're going to have to easily. T Higgins was going like the fifth. Well, no, Maybe. let me, I mean, he, he got pushed up, where yeah. we he got pushed up to like year. late, but like we weren't taking him much earlier than late four or mid late. No, four. we took him what Pete, we took him at like the four Oh one, right? Yeah. We were a little more aggressive than you, Leon. Yeah. We were a little bit more. <laughs> we, we, um, you probably we were... took him over Jamar chase. Oh, please uh, don't. Yeah. You, um, do <laughs> you don't have to talk about that. But, <laughs> The, the wide receivers, man, get, I feel like they're like, if you look at, we we're chatting about this in uh, the discord chat, but like the rounds three through six wide receivers, like just the way last year fell, like, like a lot of guys either really bumped up where they're now top two, top three round picks that were in that amazing wide receiver zone, or they have some serious question marks like Metcalf and Lockett who were in that zone last year. And I don't know. It's you. I, I feel like you can make a case for Waddle just because I think the competition isn't as strong as it was last year. I mean, we're like the guys that were going at the four or five turn were like still super good until you reached like late five last year. Well, yeah, isn't this one of those conversations too? And I feel like it, it always pops up. And I'm trying to think of a good example of it last year. Maybe it was the Steelers. I want to say when they had the three wide receivers going early mm. and everyone's like, something has to give either big Ben is way undervalued or, or these guys are overvalued. And like the same thing, maybe like with the dolphins where it's like, 
you know, drafting both Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle in the third, it doesn't necessarily have to mean Tua is a fifth round quarterback. It might just mean that one of those guys hits in a really big way again yeah. and becomes a first round value. And it's spreading your bets accordingly against both of those. Yeah, guys. But I'm trying to free myself of that freeing of like, it has yeah. to perfectly reflect the QB ADP as well. That's totally smart and right. I think, I mean, I, we, we've talked in the past before about actually actively trying to target these teams where the, the sort of target log jam holds down ADPs. My concern is that it's not going to hold down the ADPs, that they're still going to be going near their potential ceilings when you look at what this offense actually is. I don't know if that's necessarily accurate, but that's the concern. Like if Hill's still going in, how, how far is Hill going to fall? Not to, out of like the second, right? Like, is he going to fall? No, I'm, I'm more third? concerned about Hill than Waddle, but I might just. Yeah, I want to take Waddle, but I agree. I would rather take Waddle, but I want to take Waddle in the fifth. Like G, Chris G saying he's going in the fourth, fifth already. Like I would love to take Waddle in the fifth. Like, I guess Waddle his ADP's 40. Uh, I'm look, well, it, the super flex he's going in for like his super oh. flex ADP right now is 43. Like that's early four in super flex. Like the, the, okay. the dude's going. I thought yeah, you think, after I've got trade. a super flex pulled up here that drafted before this, and he went, it went Mike Evans, AJ Brown, Jalen Waddle to start the fourth round. And then, but you know, like fifth round Waddle's, here was good. Waddle's FFPC ADP is 25. Over right. what date span? Um, Just so you're like the saying last two weeks. The last yeah, yeah. two weeks. It's 25. I mean, what was Hill? Really Hill was. What was Hill like? Eleven. Hill was eleven. Yeah. And so what? So like probably... Waddle's not falling to the fifth round. Yeah. I mean, what? I I'm guessing not... Tyreek. I don't think dropped... that's as clear as you're saying it is, but it, it, I, th I think you might be right. But I don't think it's that clear. I think it's very possible he could fall to the fifth round. I don't think it's going to. It fall is further. much harder to get excited about Waddle. It's like you know, what's the the huge upside scenarios now? The the thing is though, like his type of profile in a rook i mean like we're already all collectively the industry falls in love with these second year right. wide receivers who produce massively and now you're even more excited about this offense being more efficient like i think he doesn't get out of the third round ultimately he shouldn't probably but that's probably fair pricing as opposed to, like i was saying i'd be happy to take him in the fifth i do think once like projections hit in the summer and stuff that there's risk that people are like wait i want to take a step back on miami's offense like we're we're a right. few hours after the trade, but give it give it some time, give it a, a couple months. What's running fair? backs What's start like... to creep up? This is the, this is the team that people will let let one of them slide. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Is three four turn where I think that's where I'm at. Where like I don't like that, but I'll take him there. I'll kind of mix, but I won't take him there too. I'm not hammering him there. Yeah, I guess like like I still feel like I'm taking him ahead of Elijah Moore. I think. Yep. Um, See, I, I don't know. De I think Deontay's kind of close. I think I, I think I'd rather have more. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So when you have that, I, I get that, it. You, I mean, it's very close. But there, but there's, I guess, like there's a lot. Like you can make. There's going to be a lot of volatility, I think, in in the wide receivers. I don't know. Maybe maybe the market gets groupthink, and there's not. But like you're going to be able to make cases for guys like as early as wide receiver twelve and as late as wide receiver twenty five, like the same guy, and, and like have like a pretty reasonable argument on both ends. But it is less enticing into the fifth at wide receiver as you start to. You're kind of looking at some of the other receivers there. I haven't actually done any kind of ranking or anything, but it, it's not it's, as sexy. 
right? I guess maybe it's better than I thought. I just felt like last year I was so confident in like, you know, the Rams guys, the Seahawks guys, both the Bengals guys. It just, it just felt a, a little bit better to me. We still get um, DJ Moore in that range. So. We still get DJ Moore. I guess, <laughs> and then like Brady coming back keeps like Evans and Godwin like pretty firmly in play. And Amari um, Cooper's now, I mean, he's in that range. That's a pretty solid pick tied to Watson. Yeah, Judy and Judy's like for sure. Judy. Never, so may, maybe it's not as bad as I thought. It's just, I don't know. The fourth, fifth feels good. I guess like the third, the third round pick feels a little bit tougher. Yeah, yeah. What's also interesting about uh, the Dolphins wide receivers now, and I was thinking of kind of uh, ADP teammate comps from last year. Um, I could see waddle and tyreek going in similar spots that cd lamb and amari did where yeah. hills hugging the two three turn maybe getting a little inched up and then waddle as the amari floating in the mid to late third mm -hmm. those guys were a very attractive stack um i even know our, our guy chris g in the chat would sometimes go out of his way um to try to set up a two three turn with both of that, those guys knowing dak was affordable i think the interesting thing is is do you guys get excited about a two a double stack with those guys, or is that where well, you're picking your poison on one of them in trying to to hit the the guy that breaks out? And I think the latter for me. But what I was going to tie in with that is this idea that we mentioned the Bengals a minute ago too, with both Higgins and Chase. Both the Bengals and the Cowboys. The discussion last year was largely centered on their expected pass rate being potentially league leading, potentially top five, very very like a lot of volume in an efficient passing game. Is the Dolphin are Leona, you'd be the one to answer this. Are the Dolphins as a team going to be a team that, I mean, you kind of mentioned that their passive line could come down, but like, are they going to be a team that we as a, as a community, not us on this show, because I think we would be more likely to draft both Hill and Waddle in the third round and play for upside. But as a community, as a community, are people going to be excited about their potential pass rate and um, the, the potential success of their pass rate, right? Because of Tua. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like, I'm not sure what the, what the market's going to do there, like how they're going to react in terms of the pass rate in Tua. People seem to be pretty anti-Tua, I feel like, as a general they sentiment. Are. And, I mean, I do kind of want to bet on a, a prospect that was like a decent prospect who like hasn't been bad. He just hasn't been right. good. Right. And also the coaching shift is like, I mean, San Francisco just churned out the most efficient court. Like if you look at the last four or five years, like the leaders in yards per attempt, it's anyone on San Francisco. And I'm checking now Miami was a uh, plus 2.1% in pass rate over expectation. They threw the ball 62.6% of the time. Their expected pass rate was 60.5% of the time, but that expected pass rate was like pretty much league average. So I don't know. It might not fall off as much as we think it's, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what McDaniel is going to do. I feel like it could go both ways. Like you're, but like that's where you get big hits is just betting yeah. on situations with uncertainty and the, you know a coaching shift there plus a oh it could be incredible for this yeah for both of these types of players it could be absolutely incredible I think the the question of like whether they're worth investing in I mean I, I I'm I'll tell you right now I'm super excited about Raheem Mostert suddenly because defenses are not going to be able to hmm. they're going to have to keep safeties back and now you're going to get Mostert actually having space in the running game that. Like that's a zero RB target. I want to I want to take a shot at now. Like yeah, I'm I'm looking at some of the cheap options in this offense. I agree with you. It could be a really interesting offense. I'm also a little bit concerned about McDaniel. Like I think he's awesome, and I hope he's really good. But there's other coaches I've been excited about. Young coaches that haven't necessarily been really good. 
And how much of it was Kyle sure. Shanahan? Because Kyle Shanahan has been such a good coach for a long time. Yeah, 100%. I also, I mean, he's talked openly about like how important the run game is. And it's like one of those things where they, they're not always asking him to talk about how important the run game is. And he's, and he's like, let me tell you how important the run game is. So I, I do think, like, I bet they're at like minus 3%, maybe like minus 4 I think they're going to be like a, not a run first team, but like a borderline run heavy team. But I also do think they'll be an efficient offense. I also think, Tua has not been bad. Tua's been accurate. Tua's accuracy is a strength. He just doesn't throw downfield as much as we'd like. But it does remind me, like, it's a different sort of situation, but it reminds me kind of, like, philosophically of the the Ravens building around Lamar Jackson a little bit where they, like, bring in a coach who is going to build an offense that suits him really well. And he's got weapons now that, like, I think are going to – like, if the whole point – of building our offense around two is going to be to generate yards after catch on a lot of intermediate throws and then to challenge the defense deep and kind of like give to a make to a feel a little bit more comfortable throwing deep like Tyreek Hill will do that and you're going to get a ton of yak out of him if he's if you know if they're using him on well-designed plays that we, like we see with the 49ers you're going to get a ton of yak out of him and Waddle and it seems like they're they're focused on the offensive line, which was just a disaster. And I, I do think it's unfair to say like Tua can't throw deep when they have the 32nd ranked pass blocking line. Like that's going to have an effect, particularly on deep throws. Um, should we get some of these ideas on their feet? Hop in uh, a draft here. Dolphin stack. Dolphin stack. <laughs> Big board, but super flex on underdog. I've only done slow drafts of these. I've been hopping into these since I got Me back too, yeah. from my trip. So I'm excited to do a live one. We got uh, a fun live crew here. There will be bickering. There will be we did a live one with Bime for Pat, you and I. It, yeah. 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 You guys yeah. It feels, it feels good to be back and seeing your guys' faces. Let's, let's start off on yes. a positive note here before we get some starts. alpha plays. In, in alpha this team. plays. <laughs> It's nice. Ooh, uh, yeah. It's nice. Leone said something nice before all the dumb things about to say. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, I can already tell this is gonna be a friends and family draft uh, here tonight. So uh, that means Jalen Waddle at one uh, twelve uh, instead. So five. Friends and family draft could be beneficial for us. I was talking to Herzig about this, and I, I didn't realize like when I was making my rankings, and I'm glad he checked him, but you only need two wide receivers. Like that's a yeah. massive shift. He says the, the wide receiver market is like everyone's overdrafting wide receivers like by like a rather insane like it's just such a massive shift from three it is and i think tight ends are a value you know because that started that having points in the tight end position is more valuable and like you know so i've been i've been trying to get if there's a pocket in the fourth round it's like the late third to fourth round where you can pretty reliably get a tight end yeah. And like, where are you guys at on, I mean, just the basic question of, you know, after the top few guys are there, are you still chasing quarterback in the mid to into the first round? Like we're going to be in this spot at one seven. Like, is this a quarterback pick or is this a top skill position? It's like right in the, in the, on the, I think it's a quarterback. Pick. It depends how many quarterbacks go top six, right? You will get straight up locked out of quarterback. Like I have yeah, been, I've... I've I have dead teams and it's like dead the team is dead by like round seven. I'm like, I'm not gonna win this league. I have Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, Matt Corral, and like Drew Locke on a team. Those are like my quarterbacks. And I think I took some. This other is a friends and family though. draft, and you are there's like a tier of six quarterbacks, and they're gonna go one through six after what you just said. <laughs> I'm sorry, but <laughs> hello, you know. hello, Joe Burrow. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be gone. 
Yeah. Uh, that's where it's like in this draft, it's, it, uh, it's mutually assured destruction with the quarterbacks. But what we really need is all of us to collectively <laughs> so have a mutual disinterest <laughs> in quarterbacks. And then we can all just, yeah, well, I, I blew that guys. But, I'm the problem is you can't really wait it out. Like, yeah, Again, we, we talk about it. like there's just such a drop off, and then you multiply that times two spots, and and then even the teams with like really good quarterbacks are taking All a right, third. We can get Burrow now. McCaffrey went the best freaking player in fantasy one, so now we get to draft Joe Burrow. Oh, I have Burrow over Dak. No, I'm no, good with Burrow. Dak over Burrow. Let's get let's do Burrow. The, the only the one of the night, I guess you can make the case about the Dak receivers, but uh, you generally miss out on Chase here. But Higgins becomes pretty viable to to grab as a stack. I could see Dak having a good year. I, I, I feel like Dak was a little undervalued last year, and now he's kind of even more. Do you know which quarterback's the best value right now? And I'm no, not Ryan. even kidding. Why are you laughing so hard? It's, it's, it's Brady. Oh yeah, Brady's going as QB sure. sixteen when I last update. Maybe that's a little bit stale. Like, I mean, two weeks ago I was trying to get Pat to take Brady about QB forty, but he wouldn't let me. He was <laughs> retired, Ben. <laughs> Do you even know how this works? You gotta play, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was a big. That was a big old whiff. <sighs> I just remember the one point where you were like, you like broke, you like got serious. You're like, I can't tell if this is a bet. <laughs> I was like, I can't either. I think it's well, a good upside bet, but I can't really tell either. Well, you were right, Ben. And, uh, I mean, I'm sorry I wasn't, about that too. I wasn't like confident by any means. <laughs> I think I buy for on my side too. I wasn't on an island. No, yeah, he didn't island. want Brady either at all. Yeah. Yeah. And then where are you it guys? It makes me feel a little bit better, even though it, it shouldn't, because we were really wrong. <laughs> are you guys great. willing to kick the can down the road on QB two, or is this just an arms race here? I, I, want I like kicking the can on QB two because you're not going to yeah. get locked out, and you can get like a really good skill player here. I mean, it's it's not much different than like anchor running back, and you can take three more QBs later. And but yeah, we we have a chance to get a top seven skill guy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we got we got some nice targets here. I'm trying to debate what level of trolling I want to be at, but um, do you want to take Trey Lance right now? I mean, no. okay. I think we're to the delay point. I mean, Justin Jefferson's a smash, right? If we can get him, yes. But if he goes, I mean, maybe I would go Watson here. I don't Watson, know I think, him. would probably be the best pick, actually. All yeah. right, Jefferson goes. I hope that wasn't a timeout flaw. Um, you guys want to do Watson? Any other? I mean, I wouldn't mind Eckler. I will just say uh, Eckler's been falling. I got him at, like, pick 24 in another one. I don't know if that happens yeah, here. But I'm, I'm, I'm fine with Watson, Hurts, Brady, Really? Yeah, Hertz is gone. Um, oh, okay. I, oh, I yeah, Brady. Would I now agree with you. I just, yeah. I just saw the ADP. I mean, Brady goes immediately, but just based on ADP. Yeah, and I wasn't wow. even thinking about a suspension. He's going to get suspended for half the year. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know why I wasn't point. thinking about it, but that's Brady's a better pick than Watson. That's a good. Yeah, call. Brady's a better pick. Yeah. Well, you live and you learn, folks. <clears throat> Um, yeah, I, I mean, someone had a funny comment about how I'm already pushing the wide receivers down, but, 
uh, I do <laughs> think like was right. The like the early like getting a good early running back is is more important when you only have the two wide receiver spots to fill. Yeah, yeah, and you can do that. Like you know, McCaffrey usually goes much later. I got McCaffrey. At, I'll pull it up. I think I got him at like the two oh six or something crazy. I I think that that superflex makes it uh, in, increasingly less important to take a good running back early. It's interesting. That's a good point about the two receiver element, but I think at best it's a wash. I don't think you need, I think you can do. No, it's, RB. it's a big deal. Cause you're, you're, I mean, it's a whole spot throughout the entire season. Like it's a pretty huge deal. Cause it's kind of the same running back strategy you would have in but the super flex spots, a whole spot. In, There's a lot of quarterbacks that go higher in this draft. Yeah. And I think that like should come, a little bit more at the expense of wide receiver and then your running backs like we're in round three we can still get a you know a running back like it just well okay but if zero rb works normally and wide receiver is a whole spot for the whole year that it gets removed but qb super flex gets added zero you're comparing wide receiver to to quarterback though i'm comparing wide receiver to running back running back spots have stayed the same i'm talking about in reference to you saying there's a whole other spot at the other positions quarterback is to me just replacing that wide receiver slot so it's the same sort of the rest of your lineup can still cover the running back points is sort of what i'm trying to get at right but the the scarcity of the wide receiver position changes dramatically and there's There's just less less room for the wide receiver points to get into your into your lineup Yeah, yeah that's a big part of it for sure there's less scarcity you think at wide receiver because of that I mean, you're starting a whole, down a whole wide receiver. Yeah. I'm not talking the super flex spot. I'm talking like literally you start two wide receivers instead of three. Yeah. Like, no, I, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I was making a, a related point, but different one. But like, so obviously like running back, you can kind of treat the same as like you would if you're doing like a hyper fragile and like a non super flex, right? Like you only want, you don't want more running backs, like, but you can take less wide receivers. I see what you're saying. Like you but still you do want... have to take quarterbacks in these spots as well. So I'm just saying it kind of offsets. We already, but... I mean, yeah, we already got two quarterbacks. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. One and a half. You still have to get wide receiver depth is, is sort of my point. I, I still think that's important. But yeah, important. I, yeah, I like getting the a stud wide important. receiver. I think like that's almost like why I like take the running back early because you still want to smash wide receiver with depth. Like, All right, so what running back do you like here? Najee, Mixon, Chubb? DeAndre Mixon Swift. gives us a stack of sorts, but... Why is Swift so low? Uh, you mean, I, you mean I, think, I feel pretty good about Mixon with the O line and that offense. Yeah, we have Burrow. That's a we good call. Burrow yeah, I kind of like that. All right, let's do it. I would take Swift over him without Burrow personally. Yeah, I mean What's they're they're both doing? really really good. Yeah. I feel mixing like I just like being tied to the Cincinnati offense. Like he was really mm-hmm. good last year, and now you've bolstered the offensive line. And Burrow is another year removed from the knee injury, and you got the whole gang together for a second year. It feels pretty safe, but I know the pass catching is like obviously a huge W for Swift. They're going to do a whole stretch in the middle of the season where they just run the ball excessively for no reason, and we're going to lose our minds. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Before I am. Got... Go ahead. I am interested to see kind of like what their play calling is. But Chris G what? and Flaw are two non. Uh, oh, and Billy Joe. We have multiple teams who have not 
taken a quarterback yet and then lots of teams who have taken two quarterbacks so interesting dichotomy there what's there at quarterback quarterback now is down to you there's some names there's some guys with a pulse kirk trevor lawrence Tannehill, yeah. tua mac Ooh. zach wilson matt ryan it is yeah it is just such a shift in upside though if you're but I mean, tua should be gone i would think so i think he should be gone at this point in, in these these drafts now that they have Tyree Kill. Yeah, but it's not like it's not like they trickle, right? It's just like once the tear break hit, people have not taken another quarterback. So I think once the bandit comes off of this next tier, he'll go he'll probably be the guy who goes first. It'd be That's pretty nice. Saying. I feel like he should be closer to or at least in between. He's not with all those other guys, is he? Oh no, we've no we've I agree. I, I think with those should... other guys, but hmm. near the top of the list, but Flaw could have a pretty sick team here. If he gets Tua, Tua to Tyreek stack, JT, Justin Jefferson start. That's pretty nice. That's, that's pretty nice. That's interesting, Leone, because you said you, you you guys have Hill and Waddle pretty high. Is that based on your, like, somewhat pretty pretty heavily based on your projections right now, your rankings? So it yeah. comes out that um, way? Like, like, like the thing Pete was talking about with, like, the quarterback – not yeah. lining up with the wide receiver ADP. I mean, some of that's just such junk because like, like Pittsburgh last year was like the guys were going to get a ton of receptions, right? Like you had nothing. And this year, like if you get two guys that pretty highly concentrating the offense and quarterback, we don't expect to run that much. Like, I don't know. It's not, we don't have Waddle and Hill as like first two round picks, but we have them like both like pretty solidly. Like, but well, I'm just saying when the more. when the math of your team projection comes out to with them that high to a it's it's what you just described it's the Pittsburgh situation yeah a little bit less but yeah like I mean we had been nowhere last year yeah, but right. we have Tua as like the best of this group but like in, in like it. not like not in the other group not like way above um, I'm pretty sure Flaw is auto drafting now uh, do you guys want to push in on the Bengals with T I think Higgins oh, yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would go with this stack here. Yeah, I'm, I was gonna say Pitts. He'd be a sexy pick, but I think. Oh, I, I know who we should take next. Oh God, you guys are gonna fucking kill me. I know who we should take next round. Wow, I'm. I don't. I'm, let me look at the board. See if I can figure. <laughs> yeah. Out no, 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 no! Ruin it. Don't ruin. It's. It's an old. I think he's. I'm just looking it. for the old. He's only suggested Tom Brady and Joe Mixon. It's, it's got to be guys on their second contract. Leone's like literally like, Ooh. I'm just chilling <laughs> my boomer like huge right now. I just I just wanted to like really lean into it like our first draft of the season together. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Casey likes Chris G's team. Zero quarterback strategy through four for Chris. We'll see I've done this and it's not. I've not enjoyed it. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like super interested to see how some of these things turn out. Cause like, I don't have a high degree of confidence in the quarter, exactly how the quarterback stuff. I I feel like you should not be doing that, but I am. If it, if it was managed, if it was managed, it'd be a little bit different. Yeah. Cause I feel like you're locking in a little bit more edge with your skill players, but like with best and there's ball, the waiver wire. Yeah. Like with, with best ball, we're, like we can like kind of cushion the what do you gap think, between McCaffrey Leone, and our guys. We talked about this a little bit a couple of weeks ago, but what do you think about if you do that kind of treating it like zero RB and winding up with like five or six quarterbacks, like having a really weird build where you're really trying to volume it 
because it is a two quarterback situation. He, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I Herzig has said he's done like five quarterbacks sometimes. Um, the hard part is like, I still think like you're capped on your upside. Like the, some of those guys just can't score more than like X amount of points. So it's like almost like you're going to put together like consistent scores, but I still think you're going to bleed a lot of points. But, yeah. I think and you, you have to I hit mean, rookies in that five. You have to have, you know, some type yeah, of yeah. upside or even backups yeah. that you think have upside if an injury happens or something. I've thrown Brissett in there as like, I didn't do this well. I mean, like if you got last year's Heineke in, you know, in one of these drafts in the last round and then Fitzpatrick gets hurt in the first round and you have Heineke for the, or in the first week. I mean, obviously that not easy to predict, but so here's, if we're, we want to talk about this, I've never admitted this to to anybody, but about a week ago it it did occur to me. uh, Maybe Mason Rudolph would be worth drafting in one of these. Um, because Mitch Trubisky really does suck. God, I just but like I hate spending spots on, on guys that can be zeros. Yeah, so, they they probably are, but they're not in position. Hey, yeah, we're uh, on the clock. Actually, I don't. I think there might be some running backs better, but I'll get like Fournette's ADP is like way too low, and it's like not adjusted yet. Oh, like it just, I would, I would probably take Fournette over these guys to be honest. Like, like, if, if there was ever, if there was ever a room to wait on Fournette, it's this one. Dude, we have five seconds. Wrong. Are you guys take Saquon Brees or Brees Hall? Or? I heard Brees Hall. Fine. I, probably, I th- like for nuts like knocking on round. Are we just out there. on Saquon? Couldn't he be a beneficiary? Knocking on round one. God. No, those other guys. I think we're we're fine. But... I wrote a somewhat positive thing. About I I read it. Yeah. It was positive, but it was like it was. <laughs> You could, did, did you feel that I was thinking in my head, God damn it, Leone's going to be projecting him in round one? I, I can feel your teeth like gritting against each other as you wrote that. And like you kind of ended it with with like kind of like almost undoing the positive things that you had said. Like your <laughs> good, final good conclusion work. was like, was almost like some, like I have to say this, but like, I don't really believe it. <laughs> Glad that it's struck the in conclusion. <laughs> Dude, he's like, I mean, he's just like a like walking twenty points per game. Wow, look at this! The chat revolting against us. Gibson was the pick. This entry paying the rake. Willis says two RBs before two wide receivers. Thought this was a ship chasing draft. They hate it. Thanks. But Dude, we're gonna it. get what? See, that's the thing. Those like we really like now can't really. I guess I should say we can't take Lenny, but like you're kind of like doing the two running backs early and then right, like right, waiting right. a bit thing. And so it's like almost would have gone receiver there. Yeah, if we, knew we, we were going to there if we wanted Lenny. Um, but I, I, these comments, I don't think I understand how good Brees Hall is. Pat, do you want to tell them how good Brees Hall is? Brees Hall is a really good prospect. I mean, no one really thought he was all that fast, but he was a college workhorse. He's a capable receiver. And it was expected that he would go in the second round, but it was a little unsure because the class was like a little, it was like Isaiah Spiller or Brees Hall. Like, how are they going to shake out? Isaiah Spiller ran like a 4-6-2. So like, goodbye, you're not in the second round. It really has come down to uh, Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall. And Hall ran a 4-3. Like the way Sean put that was. 4-3-9. Yeah. Yeah. He was like in this David Montgomery range. Now he looks like Adrian Peterson athletically. Yeah, yeah. He's He's like, he's a much faster version of like, David Montgomery and Josh Jacobs. Can you bring which up? Which is actually pretty available. Yeah, yeah. Or he could be a faster version of Cam Akers. Like he could be, he could be really good. Yeah. 
Whoa. I think he's going to go in at least the third, maybe the second. I mean, do we? I stack? think he goes second round now. Do we get the the I mean, stack? We got to do the stack, like as With a tiebreaker. I think you yeah. got to. Yeah, we got it. Right? Like, yeah. Anything to get Amari. Leone's rule. I, 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 I didn't even bring it up. <laughs> Just kidding. No, no Pat, I, I was I saying like second in fantasy drafts. I think by oh, August, wow. Brees Hall might be a second, if at worst, a third round pick in I think single QB. I think it'll be a second round NFL pick and a third round fantasy pick. Yeah, I mean that's the like the landing low spots he, and if running backs now are back just the like first. like the landing spots are just scary now. Like today's NFL, I don't know. But yeah, Atlanta. although the teams don't seem to like like it feels like every year a team like we didn't think the Colts were going to take a running back. They had Marlon Mack at the time, or right? we didn't think the Chiefs yeah. would draft a running back, which didn't work out but that was that's uh that's not on well it is on them for drafting ceh but it's not on the situation uh i don't know what are the situations like where do you who do you think takes let's say two running backs go in the second round where do you think they go if kansas city know. took one that would be great that would be great i mean what if they just throw in the bag on ceh and they're like he's a backup yeah i mean well, he's I probably think that's what they're doing right there tonight but it's like yeah if guys last to the second round, there's like more variance on like a team that doesn't need a running back taking him and like yep. him being in right. a spot. That's true. That's either like a real, I don't know, a shitty team or I guess shitty team doesn't really matter that much if they feed him the ball. I'd kind of like to see him in Atlanta with Mariota adding a little bit of that rushing quarterback efficiency to the ground game. I think he could, I, could I, I think Atlanta is still a good landing spot, even though it's not a good team. I agree. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> For the people listening to audio, our team right now through six, Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, Brees Hall, Amari Cooper. So we got both of those stacks. Uh, Joe Mixon, our big bet on the Bengals, and then a Brees Hall sprinkled in there, almost up here in the seventh round. This team would be way better if I wasn't talking about Deshaun Watson. What's there at tight end? I'll take the blame for that. Tight end... um, Goddard, Schultz, Hawkinson, Knox. Leone, where are you at on Schultz? I feel like he's been overlooked. He should be like ahead of Goddard and like pushing. No, I like Goddard. Goddard yeah, was I have, super efficient last year. We have Schultz's tight end eight right now. Um, we have him ahead of we have him and Goddard like back to back, but we we have Schultz ahead. I I, I like Schultz quite a bit. I think yeah. they're going to throw a lot. There's less target competition. He's clearly their top tight end. He's not splitting with anyone. Um, I feel like he's part of the reason they were willing to get go, move on from Amari and be thin at receiver. And and Cedric Wilson, like he stepped up the lot. Like he was good these. Last I get. I guess weeks. the case for Goddard is like he has that like high end ceiling that Schultz probably doesn't have yes. just like on athleticism. Yeah, or, sure. Athleticism and yards per hour run. He's over two yards per hour run. It's like yeah, think, rare. It's rare for a tight end. Very limited routes and passing volume on that team last year. That helps like skew the per route numbers a little bit. Like they, remember how bad like some of their games were negative fifteen percent passing rate. There like was a lot. There of was it. yeah. There was limited passing volume on that team, but he wasn't seeing limited route share on the team. Like he had a really high route share for tight end. Mm-hmm. He was the number one. Um, I feel like you guys know better than me. Like when to take a tight end? It seems like seems like any of these three tight ends like are all pretty close. Like I would take Sutton or. One of the tight ends. I would take Schultz if you guys want Schultz. I, I do like Schultz. Gretch, any I, preferences? I'm down. I'm down with either of those. Or, or the I receivers. like Hawkinson still too. Like so, I yeah. kind of feel like maybe take the, the receiver you like most. I don't uh, know. 
I, yeah. I heard Hawkinson, oh, so I took okay. Hawkinson. <laughs> also, I need to. We're not in drafting shape. This is a no, yeah, they weren't draft. <laughs> the receivers, though, like this is kind of the spot where I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Ooh, ooh, oh, I see a guy that's like somewhat interesting actually. I like Sutton here. I, I mean, I think you, I think you were right, Leone, that getting the receiver there and then taking whatever of the tight ends came back was would have been early. Yeah, Sutton's solid. I think I need to boost Sutton in our in our ranks. Yeah, Sutton feels um, like a real value. I think Juju's. <laughs> this is hitting all my brand guys, but like like Juju's got to be close. Um, Grad, was it just went who I liked? Oh, I I thought Amon Ra was fine there too. Uh, a little Brown must have gone for a little yeah, copium right on the the Hawkinson pick. Isn't I, I feel like I've heard Sean say that he feels like Hawkins should be should be higher up uh, than where that he's sounds going right. right now. That yeah. sounds right. I think I've heard. I, I can't recall specifically to be perfectly honest, but I think I've heard him still be pretty optimistic about him going forward. Yeah, uh, I love how confident that these guys are that we're we're paying the rake in a, in a twelve team league. Is that team that bad? <laughs> I don't, it really is it. it it is it but i think pe- people do have a hard time because they get so anchored to even like a 10 pick ahead of adp thing um when ultimately it's it's meaningless in the macro but what do we want here people to detach from that um we might is, want a third uh, qb at some point is, is there Pittman any in there oh my no, god it's gone. carson wentz and malik willis Pittman, Pittman's here yeah wait I think, do we want do want to take malik a willis QB? malik yeah. willis is like really exciting and he's i i think he's probably gonna outscore jared Goff are we concerned at all that um we don't have any watching games that watson's <laughs> gonna be suspended and malik's not gonna start the year yeah we are concerned about that but what option do we yeah have? that's a concern <laughs> but okay I, do we want to win I mean, or do we want to not win okay okay take malik, take malik i guess Mariota. we could try to wait for it to get a starter uh, we should probably take it. I there's a chance Malik Willis starts right away, or is it like definitely not? No, I think there's think a pretty there's good a chance. chance. Yeah, I think there's like right, we're taking Malik. The way That's the NFL does this is they're like he's raw. He we got to sit. I know that like Lance went to a spot and he literally sat the whole year, but most of the time it's like he needs to develop, and then they're like, oh, we're gonna have to play him. Yeah, especially if it's like Seattle and they never do anything else with Drew Locke. Like Willis will start day one. Yeah. Right. Are they really gonna yep. start Drew Locke? <laughs> or like how many games is Mariota going to be able to hold him off two seasons Mariota's <laughs> awesome till his yeah, extension I'll give, him, I'll give him two quarters dude I'm excited about Mariota starting again I'm going to get in on you, that I dude. can tell there's been a lot of Mariota yeah. comments I, I asked uh, I asked Kitchen today <laughs> to set the line at or the odds on how many games uh, Mariota starts this year and he said 15 so oh, there's there's some I'm not, on I'm, not, I'm not on kitchen's level oh my god <laughs> i just like that people are not paying attention to him apparently where he's going this late but yeah but we can't get someone shitty late right like i mean yeah yeah like there's what? baker Jameis goff i mean we can just take someone who's just gonna play so yeah, you guys yeah pretty firmly in four QBs is optimal in this. Format. We need four QBs. Well, we need four because we For took sure. two guys because who aren't going to play. If this was Brady, would you want to push it to three? I would still like four personally. I would still take think... four, but I'd push the fourth. I think kind of just defer that Herzig told me he usually takes four and he's probably <laughs> no. Back in the day, before it was shorter drafts, 
the data when there was like MFL tens at Rotoviz and stuff when they were always writing that stuff, and I used to edit the uh, edit the best ball stuff. The data would show that three QBs did provide an advantage over two. We've seen over the last few years it's not true, and the only you've done great work on that, especially because you need a lot of receivers. I think some of that's because you don't have enough rounds. But like getting yeah. that extra week or that other extra quarterback every given week when their scores can fluctuate based on sort of just team success, I think it adds up over the course of the season. I also think there's some of the quarterback separation playing into that where like the teams that are drafting three don't have one of the high end quarterbacks and it's like actually an edge sure. now. So it's like, it's, it's a weird spot where in super flex though, where like you're multiplying the risk of a quarterback getting hurt or missing games or down week, like by two spots. It's like, I don't know for forcing and how much, what's our total roster size here? 20. Yeah. It's yeah. like treating it like running backs in my mind. Like, yeah, I think four makes sense. With 20. And like you're, you're I, drafting less wide receivers, which we already talked about, like, right. like just because th there's a whole less spot to fill. That's like two less wide receivers to take. We got to get a uh, receiver, right? We're back on what? Yeah. Dude, isn't uh, this late for Lockett? Is Lockett? Is this okay? Lockett like, or Lockett? Tony? Like, yeah, I'm good with both of those. Sure. Yeah. Pick. Gretch, break um, it. Uh, Lockett. Lockett Sounds like Leone likes Lockett. I'm going. Uh, I guess. do, but like, I don't, I don't feel super strong. I don't not feel strong. Do Tony. God damn it. You can't take <laughs> Tony with a half a second left. We have not gotten the pick that we decided on five seconds after our pick uh, one time. We've changed every time. I just like. There's Lockett, no enthusiasm for Lockett. That's why I was like, we can't, we can't take this pick that no one wants. Lockett really. projects well for us right now, but I'm just like super concerned that their Drew Locks got awful. Pete Carroll's got awful. It, yeah, it could I just don't... go south in, in a hurry. Wait, it's I just funny, realized though, that the market seems like they have not chilled on DK Metcalf, but they've chilled a ton on Lockett. Like that seems weird to me. Also, Lockett's a great perception... pick because we're playing for a stack. The we're playing for Seattle to that... take Willis. I mean, it's totally a market perception thing that that oh, I love that Willis Lockett stack. But the perception is that Lockett was more tied to Russ and what Russ did well and and that stuff. And then Metcalf's just a physical freak that could overcome quarterback play, right? I mean, yeah. I, I, think I, mean, I guess we good. saw that with Geno a little bit, but it was such a small sample. Yeah. Um, I also think that's unfair to Lockett, who's just like really good. He's really good, yeah. Yeah, their gap is just like, what did Metcalf go in this? Like, I mean, I mean, what it's like a four or five round gap. Like, it, that seems insane to me. So either Metcalf went way too early or Lockett went too late or a little bit of both. I think probably a little both. Probably a little both. All right. So we, I guess we're pretty balanced structurally at this point. Oh, should we just hit the rookie running backs? A little Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker goes too late, man. His draft yeah. position is like locked in. Like I love that. He tested yeah, really think... well. He's a really good two down runner. Someone's going to, someone's going to be happy to add him in the NFL. I love this call. Burks would have been another one I would have thought about, but there he goes. Let's hit the rookies now, man. I think the running back makes more sense than the receiver, too. I like. You. I think you guys are totally right. Yeah, I would Burks, also be... Burks might not play enough early or whatever. Right. If Kenneth Walker goes, I think uh, Garrett Wilson also... Like, there's an argument he should go ahead of him. I have Burks ahead, but... I don't have any issues with people having Wilson as their wide receiver one. He's a really, really good prospect. Let's do it. Let's do Walker. Yeah. We got the two good running backs in this class. That's usually a good thing. I like my running backs, the youngest. 
we already took Joe Mixon, who's like, I don't know, 28. I think he's on AARP right now, but Leone still thinks he's good. So we have him. Is he that old? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so. 26, probably. I don't think he's anywhere he's, close to that. He's almost 26. Yeah. I was making that up. Um, but yeah, we should definitely start hitting the wide receiver depth. Like I'm, I'm with Ben, the wide receiver depth still matters. I just think we, you can play it a little more even to start like we did, but like we need to start hitting wide receiver depth for sure here. Yeah. Let's see. I want to check in on our zero got 20, 20 million dollar man, Christian Kirk coming up. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> All the money, right? Yeah. Uh, Chris is rocking a Zach Wilson, Jared Goff. I mean, at least got uh, some starters there. Let's see here. Who is our other? I, I am really player? interested to see how that plays out. The um, it's hard because he's like this is what kind of what Pat was saying. Like, okay, so he's got two stars, which seems fine, but like he's gonna have a tough time getting the third and fourth guy that play now. Right, and you're losing a lot of points on those guys' weekly upside compared to. The teams that took QB, QB, I mean, we kind of didn't. But if we would have went Burrow, Brady, we would just have so many more quarterback points every week. It is a lot. Right, yeah. I do it's think if you're doing – And he's riskier than us. Like, he, he's more fragile if one of his quarterbacks gets hurt than we are. Right, yeah. I think if you're doing uh, this at, like, high volume, it, it might make sense to just, like, always take one of Pickett, Corral, or Howell. Um, mm-hmm. because like those guys, I, th- the way they, the way the draft sets up is like, my guess is that one to two of those guys goes in the second round and like potentially as a career backup, but like one to two of them will go in the first round and potentially as a starter this year. And if you just mm-hmm. kind of like mix up your, and then Rit- the problem is Ritter's also kind of in that mix. So you probably need to sprinkle him in, but like, what do you think about down. Boyd to just keep, Hammering I like Boyd at his price. Uh, what about the Will Fuller Cleveland double stack? Well, uh, I was going to bring Fuller, that up. Yeah, Fuller, I think Will we could have sat on him, but let's just let's just do it. I'm not he might land in KC too, and just be an objectively way better pick than this. I think Boyd was like good too there, though. Yeah, Boyd's just Will a Fuller's good value. Fun. Let's just pretend and Watson's not getting suspended, and this team looks pretty good, but. If you were to make the, I someone uh, who's a masochist, I, I should look up the players we have drafted the most over the years. Obviously, Lavisca uh, is going to be up there high, but I, I think Will Fuller might even rival Visca for the player we've drafted the most on stream. Well, I mean, Ronald Jones has obviously uh, been drafted many times as well. <laughs> but I actually think Fuller, we we tapered off of that. It's got to well, be Will someone Fuller that might be the people. biggest. I think yeah. Pete's right. It's got to be one of these low-key guys like Fuller that we all just instantly agree on and just click and move on. Whereas yeah. Rojo, there's some there's some disagreement. There's like sometimes. Rojo's like my guy. Like yeah. Fuller isn't anyone's guy. He's just like a guy we all like. Yeah, and he's I think always priced Fuller. well enough to he's just be always like, yep, cheap. We're gonna we're gonna click Fuller. <laughs> we're yeah. gonna do it again. Well, this is that's one of those things that happens over a multitude of drafts. Is like even if we're just like a round and a half higher than the market on him. Like when you do a shit ton of drafts, you're just gonna end up with him over and over and over yeah. again. I I think Fuller might be accurate. I think that might be the correct answer. Yeah, I think it probably is. That's who I would bet. Who was who was uh tracking our 
our we gotta we gotta send somebody off to watch all of our drafts in history. What year did you do the most drafts? That probably plays a pretty pretty big I mean last year we were did the last most year. drafts for yeah. sure. And and we took a lot of fuller. Yeah, but <laughs> I, but I do think it's just like every year the context for Fuller was something we we talked ourselves into. Um, all right, we if, are going if to I be went, up again. Oh, good. oh no, no, we're we're just about to be up. Flaw's gonna uh, time out. I'm pretty sure they've been auto drafting, so I assume Kenny Pickett's off the board, and then and then we'll be I, up. I would love Jacoby Myers here. That's that'd be my lean. Hmm. I'm fine with Jacoby. I'm fine with Galladay. Oh, I, I don't know. I think these receivers like all seem okay. So. If someone has, I think we could Jacoby, throw a little more. J- Jacoby like has some legitimate targets per out run, like alpha type upside. In his I'm profile. good with Jacoby. Yeah, I, I like I'm it. Good. He's been really good since he's been in the league. So yeah, that's usually a good thing. I'm still like having a visceral reaction to Kendrick Bourne scoring two touchdowns in that <laughs> bullshit game and not being good for our FFPC playoff challenge when we took Jacoby. Oh, please don't utter the words FFPC playoff challenge. Uh, we still need to heal. We need at least six months more of healing. <laughs> There's always next year, fellas. Uh, That's always next I year. cannot wait for next year. I we do got- love it, though. I'm still very much in next year. <laughs> got about eight more months, nine months. To I mean, I'm very a- much in, but I can wait. <laughs> 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 that fair. week took uh, a lot of time and emotional investment uh, out of us. The first well, literally the day, not, what was as through, fun as through two and a half games, we like it felt like we had the nuts too. Yeah, just like screenshotting your Millie Maker winnings, you know, one quarter into the main slate. Yeah, <laughs> that was, that was a good idea. The game where it all went to hell was that San Francisco win over Dallas. It was just it all turned. It just turned on us, which is how it happened last year, right? The Pittsburgh game. Yeah. You get the one game that goes away from kind of every heavy exposure yeah. you have. Ooh. We also we had like three players that we had substantial exposure to score their season low. <laughs> CD Lamb, Najee, Zacherts. We also had a ton of T. Higgins who went off in the Super yeah. Bowl, and <laughs> somehow that ended up being bad for us. Like our stance in the tournament, our whole, I would say our number one stance in the whole tournament was T Higgins and the T Higgins scores like 50 points. And we're like, no. (laughs) Yeah. Cause he just happened to not be on our best two teams. Right. Also, we bag on Najee Harris all year, uh, and then we buy the top, and then the stock just dumps right, right. It after serves we... us right. It serves yeah. us right. I, I had stayed so, so strong. There were so many call. coin flips and like positions. We just we had to take positions that just. I mean, that's gonna happen. We knew that. Running we back talked about was, what we we, thought, we had like one percent. So bad. <laughs> What's that? Running back was so bad, which we kind of yeah. knew going in. We, we played a ton of like only two running back teams too, but it's like you still had to take someone. Then fucking Singletary. Not that it ended up really mattering, but Landry. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted zero Singletary. I, I think don't... we ended up with two lineups, and then he was like, Landry's I don't know how much up... you guys pushed the double stacks and triple stacks, but Najoku could be in play. What about Landry? Um, is, is that same idea? What, we think what? he's back. I need There's a name. potential that he might end up back there. Take, um, taking Joku. Landry's gone, isn't he? 
What's there at tight end? Oh, I guess it doesn't matter. We're 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 not a well-oiled machine right now. Yeah, I mean, Earth I guess Smith. we could have done I've a little Earth New England. Really high relative yeah, to the market. What's uh? Give us the the bull case on Irv. Um, I just think, I mean, he's going as like T twenty right now. Wasn't he like a top? I mean, is, I, I just am basically drafting him where he was going before he got hurt, Last which year. is yeah. way ahead of ADP. And Conklin's but, gone. Now. A, yeah, Conklin's gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, I think the, he's a good it's a, it's a small target tree. It's a pretty efficient passing game. And he's like supposed to have like a little bit of individual upside. Thielen's a year older, more injury concerns because he got banged up again. I mean, he should, I think he should be going almost higher than last year. I mean, obviously he got hurt and didn't play much, but. Yeah, I also think that Irv, it's like a lot of projection with him. He never really did it. It's basically that he's like really young. He's drafted highly um, and there's opportunity. If you give him basically what Conklin's role was the end of the season, like he's pretty clearly a top 15 tight end yeah like conklin was yeah. um we were Jake... playing conklin in dfs <laughs> yeah. yeah no I, I like irv i just i i would be like if irv started like skyrocketing navy adp or, uh, i would be out but yeah i like him where he is jw has a random uh question for us uh take on the philly back wheel uh backfield he says he has a ton of gain well so far and totally whiffing on sanders at this point should i be balancing out adps are just so far apart i love that i could actually see one of the running backs going here right like them adding Brees hall or kenneth walker i think would make sense we know they want to run the ball a lot yeah i think i don't have a wrong take i like I think Sanders is going late enough that if you're drafting a lot of teams, it seems like you might want to sprinkle, but. Leone, is this where you make a case for Julio Jones? Nah. I'll... Why not? I'm still in on Julio. Um, What's your, where are you hoping he lands? Actually, I, I guess not this the is like an okay spot for which Julio. Was, which was not a good fit for him. What is, what is there at QB? We still wanted a fourth QB, right? Is there a QB we might want to know? We could get lock, the lock, lock. lock at Zach. Lock, it, lock is a, a very good pick here, I think. Yeah, I like Lock. Yeah. I like it too. All right, let's do it, and then we can be done. Yeah, I think Lock makes a ton of sense. We need a guy who's starting for sure. It's a stack. That actually was like probably a pretty big leverage pick for him to last to us. You think – Right as we played it. Just, just, you guys don't just think Seattle will try to find someone else or draft a QB? Or well, if they draft, they might draft Willis, and then we get the, the lock to the <laughs> Willis. Pay, I guess I don't really know. There's still so much uncertainty. It's kind of crazy. I don't really know. It, it feels yeah. like somewhat safe. I, I guess safe's the wrong word, but like, I think it's greater than 50% that Locke's starting yeah. the year. Locke's, Locke like really sucks, though. He's like, so he's, like, bad. a really bad quarterback. Who like I, I would... If lock, let's say they don't bring in any competition, I would bet that Geno Smith is starting by the end of the year. I mean, Lock Lock Lake really sucks. He's he's really bad. Yeah, I I don't even know if I would put it at fifty percent. He starts week one, and I think to that point, there's probably even in the scenarios where he does, there's probably a really solid chance that he doesn't make it to like mid season because he's just so bad. Well, because like not only is he, six games. but he's still a good bet. 
with this. Yeah, roster. he's he's a great bet for us, especially assuming that like Watson's suspension is the beginning of the season, which it which it should be. So the the beginning of the season games are the most important for this team. But like Locke, he's terrible. He's he's just an awful quarterback. But it's also he's awful in the ways that are going to piss Pete Carroll off. Like, yeah, if you're trying to do the defense and and run the ball and play conservative. The last quarterback almost in the entire league that you want is Drew Locke. Carroll's going to have no patience for, for some of that. He's going to hate him. He's going to hate Drew Locke. <laughs> I'm glad we talked ourselves into this pick. <laughs> uh, Pat had talked me into Julio, but he went. <laughs> yeah, let's see here. Oh, we got our guy. I believe Welshier is in the chat here ripping off wide receivers. Woods, Olave, Galladay, Davis, Julio. Oh man, man how Sky did we, went. Yeah, we Sky got rugged on Sky. I had an error when I did like the very first set of underdog draft ranks where Sky Moore was like 40th overall, and then I auto drafted him <laughs> in like the fifth round. That's pretty good value, to be honest. Yeah, you're joining us and uh, pushing his ADP up as far as possible, dude. Once he goes to the Chiefs at the end of the first round, it's, uh, it's wheels up for Sky Moore. Yeah, we had that tweet today. I mean, the Chiefs have to invest in a wide receiver, right? Like that's a yes. given at oh, this point. They don't even, they can't even like feel the team right now. They definitely <laughs> Not a Cornell Powell fan. But I mean, that could be where Julio ends up. Yeah. Julio. I mean, man, talk about a <laughs> that team. Like I know it's, it's like, could be just so dusty if Kelsey's <laughs> reaching the age club. You're like Juju Kelsey. In Julio, I guess it could work. Well, you still have to draft somebody. But like, you yeah, get, like but, if you got Julio one year deal, like super cheap, and I don't know. What's it's our no brainer? Right he was he was our actually bills. pretty good last year. Oh, we only have three running, running backs, and the, it's a classic four three five two. <laughs> um, yeah, we need running backs at receivers. Yes. If we wanted to take like a McKissick here, um, did you see Rojo? Yo. What do you guys? What's your guys' take on Donovan Peoples Jones? I mean, how yeah, many Cleveland I think players I, can we take? I think he's going to end up being a rotational guy once they bring in Fuller uh, or whatever. I was kind of into need, him. I need a oh, name, guys. There's, there's Rojo OBJ coming back. He's lower, but Rojo. All right, you want him? Wait, wait, wait. Why are we taking Ronald Jones? I don't know because I asked for names and Greg is oh. the only ben one found the table. It. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> New chief starting running back, Ronald Jones. I mean, I, the chief starting running back still available in Jarek McKinnon. Like, <laughs> I thought the rumor is that they're going to let him walk. Yeah, uh, I've been told he was at Mahomes' bachelor party, so I don't know. Yes, but Davis and I looked Everyone was at it. It wasn't the everyone bachelor. Was yeah, it was the wedding, and everyone was there. No, Even but I then I heard he was at there. the bachelor party additionally. That's what Davis, I think Davis told me. Oh, okay. He, okay. Or maybe he it was a Miko. Yeah, but Amico's been saying the wedding thing because we—that's what we looked up. Oh, okay. Um. Oh, you want to? If I want to stay like super on brand, like we could totally draft Jamison Crowder in this team. <laughs> yeah, someone was asking about Jamison Crowder uh, earlier. He um, should probably be going before Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah, he should yeah. be going before Isaiah McKenzie. No question. 
Hayden and uh, Josh have been talking about this because Isaiah McKenzie, their uh, promotion for underdog, Isaiah McKenzie is going to make less than the best ball three mania winner this oh, year. Oh, wow. So that's oh. their rule. You can't draft a player who's going to make less than the tournament you're in if you win it. I was stunned that he didn't get more money. Um, yeah. Especially because I feel, isn't, you know, that type of player too with, I mean, I know he's not Debo, but just that that short, quick Swiss Army knife skill set is so in vogue right now. I, I thought someone would be willing to pay up. And for people that just more. pay kick returners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, are we getting a wide receiver? Let's get Crowder. Ooh. KJ Hamler sitting there too, though. Pass yes. Okay. Uh, I like Palmer too. I like that. I Hamler. Or Palmer? I, I like Hamler. I like Hamler more than Palmer. All right, let's do Hamler. Hamler's pretty fun with with Russ. You know, yeah. you know he's gonna have a few of those big yeah, leagues. That's a good call. Wow, Casey trying to push you to take Perriman here. Really gonna play the hits. Where is he coming I in mean, in the initial on, ETR best ball ranks? <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, as did crit. Oh yeah. Chris ended up getting his third QB there. Kenny Pickett in the 13th. We'll see if he, uh, loads up on a few more flyers. James Washington here. Uh, now that he's on Dallas. I'm not really in on that. Are you guys in on that? Um, why can't he do what Cedric Wilson did? Well, he plays on the outside. So I don't think he'll be able to earn targets like Wilson did. Was Wilson Wilson primarily played inside? He played yeah, exclusively. Was, in remember the slot. that whole fucking bullshit where CD Lamb couldn't get a target because Cedric Wilson got eleven from the slot in the wild card game? That we brought, I, know, we I thought that was there. an anomaly for his where he was lining up, but I guess not. No, he he had like a I want to say like an eighty percent slot route. Let me pull it up. So then what do we, do we think then CD kicks into the slot way more? I'm holding 90%. 90% slot rate. Yeah. We like Gallup and Washington outside. These feel like longer drafts. I mean, they are. I mean, we're we're all conditioned to the 18. Yeah. We've also timed out every single round. So we're not doing our best to speed the drafts. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we also have a guy picking in front of us is timing out every pick. Every draft. This guy looks like he might be timing out now. Fritz. Everybody gets the draft dopamine rush through about 13 rounds. And then it's like, you know what? It's March. (laughs) (laughs) Man, Chris Carson, that's a little like I'm on Penny over Carson for sure. But oh, yeah. The way they're talking, it sounds like it's not as clear as it should be. Granted, it's just all talk, and it is March. But uh, all right, we are on the. So we deal. We still have Odell, DPJ, and Palmer. I, I'm down to get Palmer. You liked him before, right, Leonie? I like Palmer. Um, I, just, I, I think know, it's just not? like pretty good contingent value. Plus, like you might just walk into some big plays, and yeah, I don't know. 
So, all right. We are through 17 rounds. So three more picks. We have four QBs, Burrow, Deshaun Watson, Malik Willis, and Drew Locke. Four running backs, Joe Mixon, Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Ronald Jones. Seven wide receivers, T. Higgins, Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett, William Fuller, Jacoby Myers, KJ Hamler, Joshua Palmer, and two tight ends, Hawkinson and Njoku. Our team kind of sucks, guys. So is it one <laughs> running back, one wide receiver to finish, or just two, or two wide receivers? Well, we have three picks. Oh, we have three picks. Yeah, and I, yeah. I like a couple of the running backs on the board. So two what? wide receivers and a running back. That's what I would think, yeah. Yeah. Did you, you say, like Pat, you have back, some running Pat. backs that you like? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like, I, I like. well, they've really just won now, but I, I like Dearness Johnson. Mm. More Cleveland? More Cleveland, and he's, like, really good. And I, I know Hunt, I guess they're probably at a point where they're probably not cutting Hunt, but... I don't know if they need to, you know, figure out some wide receiver contract. Hunt is totally cuttable. Can you go to the running back board? Yeah. Keyshawn Vaughn, Shuba, Dearness. It's not, it's not pretty. Um, is Trey Sermon totally dead? No. I think I Sony. They just resigned Jeff Wilson, which is an ideal. Sermon. But isn't that somewhat ideal compared to? Because right right now it's Mitchell Wilson and and Sermon, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I mean, it's better than them drafting someone. About the best they could could have hoped for. Oh crap! I mean, it, it's it, we're talking about like he's starting at like a very bad spot. Yeah, I'm I'm good with Sermon. Um, I'm 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 fine, I'm fine with Dearness what, too. What, what's oh, up with wide Dearness receiver? Went. If we're not real confident in running back, what's up with wide receiver right now? Let's I, see I don't know. Here. Odell, Marv, Devontae Parker, all the vets. Callaway, Pringle in Chicago. I mean, Shepard, Zay. I don't God, want to do Marv the is like say Odell. I, but... I mean, Marvin Jones is like not that bad at this point, right? Like, it, oh, he's the, uh, Odell one. Yeah. Uh, Sterling, Odell, the, the, the new coaching staff has me worried. Sterling Shepard towards Achilles, which scares me. Uh, what about Parker? Parker's not going to be in Miami. He'll be somewhere else. Yeah, he's probably okay. getting cut. I mean, I would take Marv. I just think it's like a good value pick, but I know it's like super boring. Marv or Parker? You guys can, Ben, you can break the tie. I don't care. I'll get Leone made a case for Marv. I wouldn't draft either of these guys here. <laughs> who would you Who would you have taken, Gretch? That was the time to speak up. Oh, it's fine. Marv's a fine who, pick. Who would you have taken? I, I, I saw a couple. Uh, Quez Watkins this way at the bottom, but <laughs> it wouldn't have been Quez. It wouldn't have been Quez. Um, I, I, you'd have to click back on receivers. I can't think of who I was thinking of. It's pretty gross. Yeah, it's not good. What about Paris Campbell? Oh, Antonio Brown, I thought was kind of interesting. He keeps saying he's going to come back, and he actually has like some real upside, but he might not be able to play again. I don't know. Maybe no one will buy in. He still like dominated targets per run, but he was the guy yeah, I was looking at. Some of that was Brady, but um, I gotta think. I think Marv was actually okay there. I mean, these guys. I think someone's gonna take a shot on on Antonio Brown. I mean, he was still good enough, even though he's a. I think Marv's cancer. Marv's okay there. Yeah. The way that people want receivers right now, um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think Brown has a shot to play, or do you think quitting on his team in the middle of a game was the last? Shot? I think Brown. I mean, I thought Brady was done though, so I don't know. But I think Brown's done. I think Brown I'm still had... bad with the reads on these two. I just went I right know. off. Brown. I have no idea. 
because Brown yeah. buried Brady. He went on TV and was like, this guy wouldn't throw to me. It's like, all he did was throw to you, bro. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know. I don't think that's going to sit well with like, you're going to have to put your neck out for Brown and who wants to do that? I guess it only takes one. I mean, we have, yeah, the, these teams do, I mean, wide receivers, they, super they crazy right things that they think it'll help them win. Yeah. Well, like, that's kind of why, I mean, I, it's not nearly as good, obviously, Devontae Parker, but, like, I've been interested in, like, the wide receivers who I just don't think have a chance of sitting out the year, like, who aren't, who are just, like, not going to not, yeah. they're not going to be free agents for all of 2022. No, we're and, at a point and, where he makes a lot of sense, where, like, if he was attached to basically any team, he would be going earlier than he's going. Right, right. And he'll be somewhere like Devontae Parker is a solid, like he's better than Emmanuel Sanders was last year. You know what I mean? I mean, I know yeah. kind of part of that was the Bills thing, but it's like he's he'll be starting for somebody. Yeah, no, I'm I'm cool with that if he makes it back. Yeah, feel like you probably made too good of a case too early though. Someone's gonna take him. Yeah, that's what happens. Well, I, I didn't. I made it too late because we could have taken him last round. Well, made you made case. it you made it at the worst possible time. <laughs> you could have waited. You know. Too early and too late. Does does anyone have any takes on Foreman versus Chuba as the there, there goes Devontae there Parker. Goes. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. As the preferred handcuff for McCaffrey? I think Foreman. Yeah. Foreman. Chuba sucked last year. Ah, uh, I don't know. I've just kind of been staying away. I, I like I, I like rolling the dice on Sermon a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I like Sermon. I like Sermon. Yeah, I like Sermon. But the nice well. thing about Foreman um, is that or Hubbard is that there is a chance that McCaffrey gets traded. I mean, we can't we can't rule out trades anymore, guys. This is the new NFL. <laughs> Tomorrow afternoon, we're gonna get notifications, pats Wait, on his spaces. James what? White? What do you guys think about James White? Sermon? I'm fine with Sermon. Sermon. I like, I Sermon. like Sermon. Okay. We might still be able to get James White. James White is an interesting one, though, like because he missed the whole year. I mean, people were drafting him as like kind of a somewhat important piece last year. And don't you think like when they bring in Fournette, even it, even though it seems so unlikely that that was going to work out, it, but if you're trying to glean information from it obviously they don't really need help between the trenches. I mean, Damian and Ramondre are good interior rushers. Do, do you think it speaks to how they, that them wanting to get more of a pass catching presence in that backfield or is there nothing to read into? Their use of Brandon Bolden all year should have spoken to that. Like they didn't yeah. have an answer for not having James White last year. Yeah. Bolden yeah. had well, like a did, double digit target share for him. a stretch, which like, like, like James White could have like a 14% target share, in which case he's just, an utter steal. Um, it's harder on our construction because we have like really high upside backs, but like if yeah. you were like more of like a single, like a hero RB or zero RB approach, it makes sense. He would totally sure. fit. Yeah. We probably want another receiver, right? Bolden also had like really strong so. yards per route run last year, which is um, probably not related to Bolden so much. It's just that they throw their running backs when they run routes. Right. I think we want a receiver. I don't know who though. I'm not even going to fake pretend Kate for AJ Green. I mean, I would say Paris Campbell's a little interesting to me, but I'm also fine with the Antonio Brown dart throw. I'm done writing off these guys who I thought were dead. Deontay Harris is the other one that's on that list. That like, Are there any rookies that like... Could Jalen Tolbert is, is kind of interesting as a deep threat. 
I feel like very productive. was saying like if Justin Ross somehow had like good draft capital or he won't though. I don't, he, he bombed his pro day, although he's recovering from an injury. Maybe teams will give him credit. Darius Slayton is a guy I've been taking. Justin Ross is a starter for a day ball team. Ross. Yeah. Slayton seems, seems okay. Um, I like the rookie yeah. flyer angle as a historical anomaly says here. Um, Ross, dude, Ross, I've said this stat uh, like five times this offseason. So sorry if, I'm, if you've heard me say this, but I have as a said. true freshman led Clemson in receiving yardage over T Higgins, Hunter Renfro, Travis Etienne, and Amari Rogers were all on that team. And he led their team in receiving yardage. As I've heard enough. Freshman. I just drafted him. That's all I needed to hear. A bunch of injuries <laughs> since, but like that was Pat's elite not impressed. Outside. I mean, no, I mean, I, that's the reason to be in on Ross. I've keep like, I've like wavered on Ross. Like, I've had him like very high in my rankings. I've bumped him down. It just comes down to what the NFL is going to say on him because if he's a right. fifth round pick, he has such a difficult path. Yeah. And after his pro day, I think he might be a fifth round pick. I mean, he had like a four six three forty. Had a terrible. Like he just bombed it. And he's recovering from a foot injury. So that doesn't necessarily mean he's unathletic. In fact, he when healthy, he must be athletic to be able to do what he did. But uh, I don't know what NFL team, because it's not just the foot injury. He also has this like spine, he had like spine surgery, uh, which he missed an entire year of school for. Uh, it's not like it's a super checkered injury. Uh, resume plus you have to be like and we're not sure what the athleticism is so it, he just feels like a day three pick to me for those reasons prob- yeah he probably is he's probably a nothing but again um but the upside's freshman, there for sure he outproduced an older t higgins he was also what super he- efficient in yards per route run that year as yeah. well like he yeah. was awesome as a freshman like like a type of guy that that we're like it's going in the first round of the NFL draft and that we are pounding the table for in rookie drafts. Like that's how he looked as a, as a freshman. Look at you guys team right away. I, it's my new resolution uh, for any of our live stream uh, drafts to, uh, to name these. So this is, this is what we're doing here. Um, so final roster here. Uh, lots Perfect. of, miscommunication lots of uh near timeouts uh you know it's the first uh first draft of the year joe burrow deshaun watson malik willis drew Locke at quarterback joe mixon Brees hall kenneth walker ronald jones trey sermon at running back higgins amari lockett fuller myers hamler palmer marvin jones justin ross at wide receiver hawkinson in Najoku at tight end structurally not too bad <laughs> Um, any other yeah. uh, takeaways here? Jay-Z or wants just to know if any of those were alpha plays, Leone. <laughs> um, we're saving the alpha plays for when it counts. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta ease into draft season, guys. That's, that's a very play. polite yeah. no. Brees Hall, kind of what's, what's the short way of saying no? We did not draft any alpha plays. Yeah. Drew Locke. The Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, our rookie running backs. We'll, we'll, those are alpha plays. Yeah. Those are those are stocks that are going to rise there, um, but yes, uh, we you know very much apologize for not being razor sharp. You know, after the craziest free agency in trade period of our entire lifetimes in our first live draft of the year, I do apologize. Um, 
Leone, we appreciate you uh, hopping in the saddle with us. Uh, looking forward to lots of drafts this summer. Dude, it was great. I know. I'm, I'm pumped too. I'm looking forward to running back NFC. Crush that again this year. That was so much fun. I know we got, you, we got a long Is that long a CH jersey you're rocking? Uh, it's a <laughs> Jamal Charles jersey. Nice. Never a bad time to nice. wear a Jamal nice. Charles jersey. The best running back of all time. Oh, he was so good. How many jerseys do you have again, Leone? Like football jerseys or any sport? Football, yeah. Probably like 20. Wow. But like half of them are like Terrence McGee, third cornerback for the Bills <laughs> 10 years ago. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was just probably one of those things where just in your life, then everyone for the holidays, like someone will get you a Bills jersey each year kind of thing. Yeah, for a while. And like I was really into collecting jerseys and then I, I started buying jerseys again like somewhat recently and i need to like what are your most refrain. recent jersey purchases randy moss vikings jersey i like to buy oh. i buy the classic ones when i do that's tight i've been wanting like a, a jerry rice jersey too but i'm trying to like be responsible because that's not like the best choice of funds that that's good collectible uh investing you know randy moss's uh legacy that that jersey is going to age well you know it's not like you it's a good look additional jersey on the Jags year one. You know, <laughs> I, I, I was a Viking fan growing up and had the Randy Moss Vikings jersey. And then when he left the Vikings, uh, I think I just got rid of it. I was like, I don't want this anymore. And I wish I always wish wow. I had that. I still have my old Chris Carter jersey, but I don't have wow. my Randy Moss jersey. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Um, Leone, straight you said, uh, you said people can check out uh, a joint with you and Karane dropping soon. Yeah, the podcast is up. It's also going to be up on YouTube. But we went through all the relevant year two wide receivers, like looking at their rookie seasons, you know, how to tie that in with how they came in as prospects and basically how we should treat them in redraft and dynasty. Um, Pat's super knowledgeable on that stuff. So it was great to have him on the podcast. I definitely learned a lot. Nice. Yeah, Gosh, are we going to get some more breaking news podcasts with you and, and Sean? Was that one of Sean's first ever? uh live podcast on the road of his feed i don't know if i've ever seen one before I, it was the first for stealing bananas and I, I think so yeah i mean it nice may have been i know he's done some obviously some live spots with us and stuff on ship chasing but yeah on the, on the road of his feed probably but yeah nice. we'll we'll keep pounding those pods out and uh if you're for some reason not subscribed to the gretch Substack, you got to do it if only to watch him grit his teeth and write about Leonard Fournette being an okay pick uh, this year. <laughs> uh, appreciate you guys hanging out. We have plenty. Well, let me, uh, oh, go ahead. You let me just something? mention tomorrow we're doing uh, on a good football show at four. Got um, Danny Kelly, Kevin Cole. Um, oh, nice. And Rich Rebar coming on to talk the rookie quarterbacks. There you go. That'll be a good one. Sounds like a good lineup. Um, all right, guys, uh, feel free uh, to join us in the Discord. You can become a YouTube member that unlocks that channel, and uh, we can continue the conversation about how much you hated our draft. Tonight, we appreciate you for Leone, our guest of honor, the alpha play himself. We got Gretch, Pat, I'm Pete. We'll see you guys next Wednesday. Peace. Peace.